One of my big things was working in LA or learning in LA was integrity wasn't there. So I knew right away, this will be a family operated feel business and integrity is the most important part. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story of Business podcast where we are bridging the gap to help business owners connect to their ideal customer through story. I'm Luke Frazier, founder of Parable Brand, and today we have a very exciting episode for you, one that really is founded in the creative space. Our guest, Nick Castor, is founder and owner of Castor Studios in Dripping Springs, Texas, and they've been making videos for years. On this episode, we're going to dive into the creative process, how to create with family, and how to build a creative business that impacts the world. I hope you brought your pen and paper. This is going to be a good one today, so enjoy today's episode. So, Mr. Nick Castor, thanks for having a conversation around your story today and, and uh, the business and this beautiful building that we're in. Uh, you've been a dear friend of mine for a little while now, and uh, I think I don't think we'd be doing this if it wasn't for someone like you. Awesome. Thanks, man. So, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. It's been great. So, we were talking uh, before we jumped on about uh, titles, and one might say that you have this title of founder of Castor Studios, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously this this beautiful building in Dripping Springs, Texas, the beautiful studio. Uh, but it's also been a, a passion and a, and a video project for years and years and years that's turned into shows now and, and amazing things. But it didn't all start here, obviously. No, it didn't. <laughs> so... Well, let's let's start let's start with the the first camera because i think i think that is is always fun uh when did you first pick up a camera how did how did you even get into the video world i was about eight years old my parents had like a sony vhs oh it's vhs recorder it was awesome big old black heavy square rectangle thing <laughs> it's too big for my shoulders yeah but at the same time i was doing I was in music and piano and all that stuff at eight and just started picking the camera up, making my brother act. And then I would like hit the recorder on my, my uh, radio and play music during it. I was scoring it live as I was filming them. (laughs) That's hard. (laughs) So I'd make mixtapes and be like, this is the scoring for this scene. And then I hit record and then hit play. And then like, oh my gosh, just making stuff up. It was just a hobby. It was so good. Yeah. It was really fun. Which just side note, so you you really are the key to Justin's success, is what you're telling oh, yeah. me. Oh yeah, we talk about it today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was basically my like acting dancing monkey. I was like, hey, you're gonna do this, and he didn't even want to act till he That's turned so funny. fifteen. Really? And wow. you always talk about yeah, my brother made me act all the time. Yeah, yeah. So now your Nick's brother uh, Justin, I mean, he's doing a bunch of movies, and and so mm-hmm. we'll give you the credit for that. Yeah, um, just <laughs> I'll take it. Just don't tell Justin. It's a lot of work. So. You know, what, what stories um, or just moments do, do you really remember that propelled you into a career in film? Yeah, a lot of my memories were based on music was my first love. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote music as a kid at 14, I thought I was going to be a composer. I wanted to be Hans Zimmer. I wanted to mm-hmm. be those guys. Didn't even think about film yet. But as I was creating, composing music and writing stuff, 
uh, I found that I was very visual. I don't read music. Okay. I, it's all my ear. It's yeah. all visual in my mind. Yeah. So I would, I'd write something and my, my teacher would be like, what were you picturing when you were doing that? Huh. And I'd be like, oh, I already had it. Like, I already knew what I was thinking of. And she'd be like, oh, interesting. And then it was wow. kind of, I was kind of back. I was always dyslexic. I was backwards. I didn't read yeah. music. I just like heard it. Okay. Oh, I can kind of follow where the notes are going, but I'll mm-hmm. make it up. Yeah. And, um, I just thought I was going to be a composer and started picking up cameras still mm-hmm. just since I was a kid and making videos of going on vacation with my family <laughs> and then scoring it, having a blast, <laughs> cutting it. And then when I turned 18 is kind of when iMovie was start, you know, okay. 18, 20 was iMovie was like yeah. coming out. It was like, Oh, I can do this all right. day with that. Right. And then photo slideshows was a big deal. All the family members would make me do photo slideshows. And then score it. Yeah. And I'd always tell them, it's not really the photos, it's the music. Yeah. I just believed that's what it was. Wow. And uh, found myself just going all in, learning everything. I was fascinated by it. I mean, I grew up on Three Amigos. That was yeah. my favorite movie. <laughs> Watched the heck out of that thing. So, I mean, for you, like, there's some level to this that's kind of funny. Like, it's as, as much as today is, is your career is like helping people make visual representations of their business or their band or the show that you guys, you guys have created. Like for you, all of the story comes from the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always like the big thing to me is like the music grabs the heart Mm. when you're watching the visuals. Mm -hmm. So I always say the music's the heart, the visuals, the brain, Yeah, you know, it's really good. They got to work together. And that's kind of how I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it like a hobby turned into mm-hmm. growing up with people in film that were growing, mm-hmm. calling me up because I grew up in San Diego, okay. a surfer kid, and people in LA, my friends were moving to LA to become filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Why would you do that? Yeah. And then they were calling me to come up and shoot their stuff, like wow. their student projects. I would like, hey, what are you learning this week at school? You know, they were all going to USC film yeah. school. <laughs> and I was that kid just tagging along you're hey i'll come up this weekend and yeah. see what you're doing maybe i'll help you out yeah and then kind of turn into that and then it became such a hobby i was buying cameras wow buying gear that was like a hobby too it was like oh i need that piece yeah. and all that stuff so i just i fell into it in a way of interesting just it was a hobby mm-hmm. i was passionate mm-hmm. anyone would call me need help i'd be like i'll help you yeah i need a location okay cool I, I know a guy yeah or something i just did whatever it took because i loved the craft of it yeah that's so powerful. I, there's there's such a miss, I think, today for people just, you know, even in, I feel like even in the film industry, like people just want to do it because it looks cool mm-hmm. and you could maybe make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. reality is like they end up, you know, I don't know, not making a lot of money and yeah. just living in LA and spending millions of dollars a year on nothing. Yeah, you get burned out when that's your focus pretty quickly. Yeah. So, well, you know, that's interesting. Like over the years, well, backtrack really quick. What was your first paid gig? My first paid gig was a family was going on vacation. Okay. And they wanted a good video of it. So they paid me to go. <laughs> Where did you guys go? <laughs> With a wife. Well, and I wanted to go because I was like, oh, I can surf and like get paid for this and like yeah. just document the whole no thing. No way. Oh, yeah. I was pretty stoked. <laughs> they paid for your trip and they paid you to yeah, make this. Yeah, they paid me to edit it and everything. And so I grabbed, Go. it was like the first GoPro came out. No. Grabbed that sucker. 
the wow. big old one that sits on your wrist. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. But yeah, that was like my first like, oh, wow, I'm actually getting paid to make something. It, this might work. Yeah. Yeah. And and so after the, after that, were you, were you, you know, pretty much all in? Like, were you making videos? Did Like what was, what was, it was what more was of the a progression side gig. of it? It was okay. more of a side gig. It was like, oh, I can do this on the weekends and okay. then still have fun and then go to work. And yeah. Like. I was really into cars too. Like, yeah. so I was getting into cars and selling cars through dealerships and stuff. Okay. And we would sell lease cars to dealerships, but I was like, you know, just like I'll work and then go do film on the weekends. That was yeah. a hobby. And it started growing that passion of, wait a minute, I think I can do this. My dad was a big influencer really for telling me you need to go do it. Mm. Just get out of here. Go make this a career. That's crazy. And he's like, I think you, you would thrive in it. I mean, that's really? what you want to do. Yeah. And, uh, I always got afraid of making my hobby a career because I was like, man, most people that do that, yeah. they either, they get burnt out. Yeah. And I didn't want to be that guy. Wow. What was the transition like? It was interesting. We, we, uh, we turned my garage into a studio. <laughs> so I was, my desk was by a washer and dryer hookup. <laughs> It was like the typical turnkey in a garage, yeah. starting a garage yeah. in San Diego and then commuting to LA wow. and just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, the, the beauty of it was we, we would do one client, mm -hmm. you know, small video. Hey, we okay. just need to like promote our company. So I'd go okay. down there and film the storage unit. How many things can you fit in a storage unit? Yeah. So I was like, I can do that. Yeah. So I'd go buy boxes and then hire like my cousin to be an actress and be like, Hey, can you do this? And we're going to like, have you do a storage thing? And yeah. They're going to post it online uh -huh. or something mm -hmm. or on their website was mm -hmm. the big deal then. And then, uh, I kind of like started the whole thing That's so crazy. from that moment. One from one business telling another business. Yeah. This kid can do it for you. Yeah. You know? Just the natural kind of going in there. Yeah. But, so just a lot of referrals. Yeah. And, and I mean, you had a lot of friends who were, were, in kind of in the industry or like yeah, they're, doing, they're doing giving things. me tips a lot going yeah. on set with them. And, but I still didn't really know what I was doing. I was a one man show, yeah. like figuring it out, yeah. making mistakes, trying to hide them in post. <laughs> the Got really good at editing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh mm. my goodness. And, and so your dad was a big motivator to, to kind of move you forward in that. Mm -hmm. Did you ever imagine for a second that, you guys would be in a studio now and hiring out crews and, you know, doing huge projects. No, I mean, that became more of a reality on our first big project. Okay. Where, um, and our first big to me was big at the time. Sure. Was a band, O Town. Okay. A well known band. They're on a show called Making the Band. It was a reality show oh, on TV. Yeah. So there's a family member of mine was in that band uh -huh. and they were doing a comeback, you know, 10 years later. Wow. And they, he was like, you know, my, my little cousin does videos. <laughs> Let's call him up and maybe yeah. he can do a music video for uh -uh. us. Yeah. So he got his label involved and it was the first time where I'm like, wait a minute, this is a legit project. They want like a real bid. Yeah. They want a music video that's going to go on MTV. Dude. So I was like, oh my gosh, that we got to do this. Yeah. So what I did was I ended up writing a campaign around it where I was like, you can't just have a music video. You need to have announcement no video. Way. We need to do. And they were like, yep, we want to do announcement video. You upsold them? Oh yeah. I upsold. <laughs> With no, no pay. 
okay. <laughs> Except the music video. I was like, yeah, we could do a music video for like this much. Yeah. I had no idea like how to budget or you what did. things actually cost. No, yeah, you you're, you're just at that point. You're like, yeah, no, we'll do this video. But you know, you should also do this and, and yeah. we can just do it. It won't be that hard. It won't be hard. Like we got locations for free. I got buddies. <laughs> it was kind of one of those. Yeah. Um, and then I had a friend that worked with me that was like, you know, if you're going to do a legit music video, you should hire a director. Hmm. You go, oh yeah, let's do that. And so that's when I met TK, which was a, another influencer in my life wow. of bringing me up in this industry was, uh, he was up and coming director. Okay. Ari's been through the ringer of okay. labels working on that. And I call him up. I go, Hey, uh, you want to direct this? He goes, yeah. Cause I like the idea you guys wrote. So we wow. created this treatment around being in the desert and yeah. like having a Bronco and you're driving around, you know, yeah. just the typical boy band. You're on yeah. a ledge and we're going to drone you. Drones yeah. were just getting popular. Okay. So I came up with this thing and this whole idea and, uh, didn't need, I like deserts free, you know, it's mm-hmm. right around the corner. It's two hours away. I don't know what the budget will, I didn't know. I didn't know all that. So I was just like, we'll, we'll make it work. Wow. Whatever you're going to give us, we're going to make this treatment happen. Cause okay. this is our launch in. Yeah. You'll and do I, anything for the, for the first big gig. Yeah. yeah. I remember calling Tiki and I go, so you're in, he goes, yeah, I'm down. I love the treatment. What's the budget? I go, well, <laughs> What do you typically get? <laughs> I'm asking him. Because well, I get 10% of the budget usually as a director. And I go, okay, well, this is the budget. And he goes, are you flipping kidding me? That's all you're going to pay me? <laughs> he goes, like, you know what? I'll do it this time like for you. Like the label's like, we got to steal. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it was. Wow. But I was like, I don't care. We're all in. So like, he, we got to make it happen. He was in. He was in. And, and this was he didn't even like, ask how much he was like I just want to do it with you guys no and we way. were like this is awesome we got yeah. TK wow and uh, we busted our butt I mean yeah. it was a 48 hour no sleep dude it was the first time they called me a producer uh when that title came up how did that feel at the time I didn't believe it it was just kind of like, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah I don't whatever. need my titles right. I'm editing this too when we're done yeah you know, it was more of that like but that was the first moment where I was wow. like, wait a minute, we can actually do yeah. this. Wow. First time hiring crew, like figuring it out. Yeah. Hired a kid right out of college. He was figuring it out. Yeah. It was one of those. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, I mean, it, what I'm hearing in that is like, sure, there's the grind. There's that hustle. But, but at the end of the day, like, because you still do work with O-Town. Yes. Yeah. There's a, there's a, 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 a faithful delivering mm-hmm. in that. Like, you you said you were going to do something and like you, you, I'm, I'm sure you blew it out of the water. Oh yeah. It was a blast. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think we did our team pulled together and just yeah. made it happen. And one of my big things was working in LA or learning in LA mm-hmm. was integrity wasn't there. Yeah. So I knew right away, this will be a family operated feel. So good business. Yeah. And integrity is the most important part. Wow. Because I didn't find that. Mm-hmm. I actually found in LA as we started working with some Nickelodeon actors and Disney mm-hmm. actors, they started actually just wanting to hang out with my family. Wow. When I would go up to film something, uh-huh. they'd be like, Hey, can we come over to your house and hang out? Yeah. Like they they wanted that family aspect mm-hmm. that they felt when we were working together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, this is this is cool. Wow. Where was that instilled in you? My fam my family. Yeah. You know, I grew up in my dad in a family business. Yeah. And they did everything together. 
we camped together, vacationed together, mm-hmm. and he would bring me to work with him. My dad would let us run around his office and not care. You know, we're playing hide and seek through the office. I'm <laughs> hiding underneath someone's desk yeah. as they're working. Yeah. And they're just letting us run around the office. And I just thought it had a different, as a kid, Yeah, the treating your employees like family and mm-hmm. knowing where you're going as a goal and you're all there for a reason together. Mm-hmm. And they had that aspect mm-hmm. and they're, I think they're well known for that. Yeah. And that instilled in me was like, I want to do that. Mm. That's how I would want to do this. Yeah. yeah. And most people in film say you can't have a family. You can't run it like that. It's a harsh, you know, I think you can still be, have that business mind, mm-hmm. be careful. Yeah. But bring the family and integrity and aspect to it. That's so good. It, you know, it, it really, you don't see that at all. I, and I think there's, there's probably a really, rose colored, you know, lens that most people look at the industry, you know, the entertainment industry and like, wow, we see these great movies and music and, and it's all so amazing. Like those people must be amazing. Mm-hmm. Then you hear these horror stories of like, you know, I heard something of like Ellen DeGeneres is like just awful to yeah. her crew. And, uh, Tom Cruise was like yelling at people in one of his last, you know, sets. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's there's such a uh, pedestal factor, yeah. That people like they get this huge ego. Mm-hmm. They they lose the reason they're doing it, yeah, or how why they started, yeah. And it's a sad deal. Yeah, I mean, you sometimes have to. I've worked with a lot of A-listers uh-huh. um, in the music industry, and mm-hmm. you pick and choose like, oh, they were great, they were normal, you know. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing it right. They had their manager involved, so mm-hmm. they can be the a hole. You know, I don't know. Can I say a hole on here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like when you talk to them, yeah. they were very engaging. And then you get the others that instantly a weird ego yeah. of they know better. I'm like, well, the whole team actually made this happen. Yeah. Don't forget that. Or why you're here is because of people helping you get there. Yeah. Right. Without them, actually, you aren't that person. Right. Yeah. Hey, go manage yourself. Yeah. <laughs> See how that goes for a yeah. little while. That's, I think people easily can forget that. And it's sad. But you know, it's hard. I, I, I think there, there's, there's a, a singled reality. And this was, this was something I had thought of, um, before our conversation to talk to you about. It's just, and, and it's not really anywhere in what we were going to talk about, but this kind of reality of like, it's an industry where people are doing it for, uh, for themselves mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And what you guys have done with this family integrity aspect is, um, and we can see and feel it anytime you walk into this, into the studio or, or, or on set with you guys is a reality of it's, it's what we're doing is going to be for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so we're, there's that sense. Um, if you're ever on set, uh, that, that this is not just, yeah, it might be grueling. We might be doing long hours. Yeah. Uh, you guys just went through hell and back with Gus, Gus plus us. Like that was, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, like there's so much beauty in that because it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and I, and I wonder like how, how do you think other filmmakers, other musicians, just anybody anywhere, how can they get to that place of like, you know what, what what I'm making is fun because I love it, but somebody else is, is going to need to hear, see, or be a part of what we're creating here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of the, the thing that I tell people, they're like, Oh, you, you focusing on the end goal. And I go, no, 
that's where we're going, but I'm actually focused on like right now, like wow. when we all leave mm-hmm. and we have to come back tomorrow. Yeah. Like we, it's hard work. Filmmaking is hard work. Yeah. Creating is hard work, but I have to come back tomorrow yeah. and work with you all. And if we're all not excited about it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, work level, creative level, yeah. you're only doing 50%. Yeah. yeah. And you want everyone to feel, you know, understand that we're all doing it together right. so you don't lose that aspect yeah. because at the end of the day it's like you start looking at footage and you go why did that shot look like that mm. oh well maybe he was bummed yeah i don't know maybe i said something and wow take them off yeah or you know you just play i i go through those things in my head like yeah. oh man did i treat him right did i did i put that person in the right position wow so a lot of things we'll go ask around like what's your what's your goals for being here like what do you want to do with yeah. your craft yeah. Is this something you want to do every day? Or are you going, are you thinking of going somewhere else? Yeah. Like we like to ask every department, every yeah. title, every crew members, like, yeah. Do you want to be a grip the rest of your life? Where are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there's, everyone has something they're, mm-hmm. they're going towards. Yeah. Well, and I think what's fun too about that mentality that you're bringing into it is that, yeah, you may have started doing storage box videos for people and, and you guys just created your first TV show, mm-hmm. you know, for kids, um, it, it, there's no limit to, to what you're creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it, it gets me like curious in, in like the story and the vision of like where you guys started to where you are now, just like how, um, how do you continue to like, go bigger because we could have put you in a box years ago. And I'm like, man, yep, this guy, you, you're going to want him for your music videos or this guy, like Nick and the caster, like cast studios, they're going to be great for your, uh, you know, company promos, you know, mm-hmm. how, did, how, how have you not stayed in the box? That's a good, good question. We kind of are just passionate about, building relationships with an audience wow. no matter what it is yeah um we've talked a lot about that a lot here with the team as we're yeah. growing and we do feel and i i always tell people this like effective content will help you build long-term relationships with your audience yeah it's just that's the truth and anyone that can tell us anyone can tell a story mm-hmm. but telling a story well is giving your audience what they need mm. and with that can generate long-term passion and trust and mm-hmm. love for your brand. Yeah. So that's like, that's what we focus on yeah. as a company. It's kind of like the client can come in, they need a simple promo video mm-hmm. and we try to find what is that? What's the love in that? What, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What are you doing with it? And then we definitely are more passionate about yeah. our own content, Yeah. but we treat everyone the same. That's good. And it is storytelling, mm-hmm. whether it's, through a PSA video mm-hmm. to how do we connect in that video mm-hmm. or a kid show? How do we connect to the kids and, yeah. and the parents? You know, they're the ones that have to sit and listen to it <laughs> in the background. Yeah. So it's, and now we're getting into feature films where yeah. it's like, okay, let's do that. You know, yeah. let's take this same criteria mm-hmm. ingredient that we find and try to connect with people yeah. through storytelling. 
there, there, there's no limit because of the heart and passion that you guys have, the, the, the direction that you're headed. It's not goal oriented. It's, it's human and relational, mm-hmm. which you're right. Those, those are stories where I'm not, we're not going to connect to, to a story that, that doesn't include some level of pain and struggle and, and, but, but relief and hope, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on the outset. And, and I think that's important. Uh, you know, was there a time in this journey so you what 2007 was kind of like your the initial start yeah ish was there a time in the journey um that m- maybe hope wasn't so much at the forefront like like the hardest kind of lesson or the hardest piece of building what caster is today yeah there's moments where it was like what are we doing yeah you know you you get in those moments where you learn a lot. I mean, you learn budgeting is one of them. You got to eat. So <laughs> yeah. you're, you're trying to figure out how people respect the craft. Like, okay. do they even care? Yeah. Cause their budget's like super low. Right. Or if I give them a price so I can eat, they're coming back with a lower budget and be like, well, can you do it for this? And it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, maybe they don't really care. Yeah. Um, you just tell yourself those things or you make a video and I, I've learned to not look at my work. Really? after we release it okay because i'll pick it apart yeah and you'll mess with your head yeah so i've learned to be like you know what that was cool yeah what's the next one yeah um it's just something i battle with i think most creatives do yeah yeah they're they're critical oh yeah i'm less critical to other people's crap like other people's stuff sure oh that's amazing yeah and forgetting they're probably thinking the same thing. Yeah, you're not in their process. The, yeah. the 60 hours straight that they didn't sleep to yeah. create it. Yeah, and of course not. Those things and then like learning a lot of the time in the beginning is learning to say no to things. That doesn't match your... Mm. You know, as, when you're young and you're going for it, you're saying yes to a lot of things. You kind of have to on some level. You do. And you're grinding at it. Yeah. And then... Sometimes you go through a week and you're like, what did I just do? Mm. Or did I even like, did this put me forward at all? Or am I just doing it? Cause I can. Yeah. And that was a hard learning curve as we were growing in yeah. these last few years. Actually, it was like, I can't, you know, I can't say yes to everything. And I actually started feeling better when you learn to say no. Mm. It's healthy boundaries. It is. <laughs> Talk about a good family. Those are healthy boundaries. Yeah. I mean, was, was there like a, type of video or, or I don't really want to say clientele, but was, was there a certain project that you had been working on that you were like, this is just not us. Yeah. There's a couple, couple video, corporate videos that we did that were like, we probably should have said no to this one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the client wasn't getting, you know, getting the vision and we pushed for it. Yeah. And then it just got messy. Yeah. And cause too many, too many people with opinions and thoughts and, and then you're trying to make it work with them. Yeah. And we should have just said, you know what? Yeah. We might not, we might not be the right fit for what yeah. you, you need. And yeah. being okay with saying that, I think the humble thing is like, sometimes the human, like that's being humble. It is. Actually yeah. just saying, I, you know, we can't give you what yeah. you want. Yeah. And I want someone that will. That's so good. And not being prideful and be like, yeah. we can do it all. Right. And that's been a big learning curve of like, you know, we can't say yes to everything. Well, and it's funny in the creative world because people would sit back and be like, dude, didn't you want the client? Yeah. We just talked about not eating. Don't you want the client? <laughs> and and there's that reality of like, no. Yeah. 
especially if you're at where you are now, like they're reach likely reaching out to you. They, they need your services mm-hmm. and maybe there's someone else out there who can provide like, who's more, you know, apt for, for what you're, what they want. But I think that's like the, the kind of the creative con, conundrum, con, conundrum mm-hmm. is, is like, well, I just want to create, but I think that's where people get burnt out is like, they're just creating yep. because someone else, they're creating someone else's vision. And, and it's, it does get dicey because you got money involved in people's livelihoods and whatever. Yeah. But it, it, it's just, I mean, it's so funny. Like saying no in a creative space is so hard for so many people. It's very hard. Yeah. So you're, you're, that's, that's been a big learning curve. Yeah. And I think, I think most businesses, no matter what you're in, kind of go through that. I mean, I talk to construction guys and yeah. same thing. They're yeah. Like, yeah. Is that a, is that a house I want to wire for yeah. electrical? I don't know. Yeah. You know, didn't like the owner. Well, and there's no, you know, especially in your industry, there's no like cut, you know, cut and dry way to do one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make the same video for $200 that you made for a million dollars and probably have a fairly similar outcome. It just depends on your process. Yeah. And, and if it's a one man show or, you know, a 30 man show. Yeah. And, and, but, but the client may have an expectation. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a tough part, part to, to battle. Um, you know, and I think there's, there's almost this, that essence of like trying to st- Stay true to your story. Mm-hmm. So when you're in the room with a prospective client, how are you telling them your story? Like, what are what are you sharing with them um, that helps really show who you are? So they do have a choice to say, you know what? Yeah, we fit your narrative, or or I think our story as a client would fit with the way you're sharing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Caster Studio story. Yeah, typically with clients, they kind of tell us what they think they want. Okay. They start there. And I always tell them that. Send me what you think you need and we'll go do our research and kind of figure mm-hmm. out before we have that initial conversation. Really? Okay. Because um, typically our clients now come to us from, we don't really market. We've never, actually, we've never marketed. Yeah. Um, it's been word of mouth, our wow. whole build. And we kind of focus on if you heard about us from a friend or another client, that's awesome. That means you already kind of get an idea of who mm-hmm. we are and what we're like. Yeah. Um, so there hasn't been too much of building value in the first initial conversation. They are, they're warm to the caster. Yeah. Vision on yeah. Some level. They're, they're kind of there where they're, I heard about you from this person and yeah. I want to get involved and I want you guys to make us a video. Cool. And usually we hear what they're, they're looking to get. And then we, as a team come together, create concepts, do mm-hmm. some research. And we go in there and we talk about that relationship building. Yeah. What I kind of explained, um, talking about content yeah. and how valuable it is to build that relationship with your audience uh-huh. and how we can do that with this video. Wow. Yeah. So we kind of go through and that in a nutshell kind of explains who we are mm-hmm. in that whole conversation. Mm hmm. Um, they kind of see we're not just looking at the video because most people just want a video. I, I heard I need a video to get views yeah. and for people to know who we are, but we actually try to dig in, yeah. research who their competitors are, yeah. what video they make. Oh my gosh, it actually did really well. Yeah. So we might need to go this way yeah. or 
So we kind of pour ourselves into their company a little mm-hmm. bit. And that's part of the reason why we pick and choose because of the time it takes mm-hmm. to start researching that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it goes and it goes back to those family values of integrity that you were talking about. Like you're you're saying that it's starting with we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on our relationship first. We're mm-hmm. gonna date a little bit before we close this deal. Yeah. You know? Um, as you were talking or even earlier, I thought like the way you guys tell your story to clients is just like a super healthy marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to date you. We're not going to hold hands yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make sure, you know, everything's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we might date. Um, I'm going to ask your dad certainly before, before we start. Yeah. And, and then we'll go forward. <laughs> exactly. You I know, mean, that's kind of it. And you have like counseling along the way and everything. Yeah. There's been those. That's there so was, funny. A, that reminds me, we did a, big project out here in drip a music video and we all thought in this office another humble story we thought this is it really this is putting us at the next level okay budget was like great yeah i mean we got the whole town involved wow it was for an a-list music video and we were so pumped up to do this we're like this is everything really i was like stop everything you guys we're gonna focus on this music video When, when it comes out it'll be the it'll be great for us okay we spent weeks on it. Uh-huh. I mean, all the way to completion. Uh-huh. And the label and the artist decide not to release it. And it was a moment for us where it was like, Wow. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just walk away from this one. <laughs> wow. But, but it's it even one of it's those. like in, but it's in the industry that you like feel good at. Oh yeah. Wow. And it it's amazing video. None of us the crew, I mean, not one person that we've shared it with has said, this is like, we would totally, this is awesome. This is wow. his best video. Really? And then they ended up shelving it. And that was a really big humbling moment where it was like, all right, well, actually what we're working hard on probably will never get seen. Interesting. How, do, how does that work? How does that work? That was the in, first time. In your world, too, of, really? Yeah, that was the first time that ever happened to us. Where we were like, oh, what? Okay. What do you mean? What? But we all work so hard. Yeah. How do you, you know, as, as, as the leader of that crew, how do you, how do you keep morale up? Like, like did it affect people? I mean, you got, I mean, sure you hire out crew. Maybe they're just there holding the light or dealing with audio or whatever. Um, but you have, you know, you have a pretty tight knit team here in mm-hmm. studio that are editing, that are producing, that are directing. Like, how do you deal as a, as a leader in the, in the story of Caster? Like how do, how did you deal with that? I always say every project we learned something. Okay. So I'm like, you guys take what we learned. Uh huh. That it's beautiful. Yeah. It is kind of in our portfolio now. Yeah. And let's put it into something else. Let's take those things. Yeah. And now let's do the next one. Yeah. Really cool. Right. Or it might spark an idea. Like again, the video sparked an idea of developing a show. Yeah. The one scene in the video is like, that can be an actual show. That's crazy. So you never, I don't mean, you never know. Right. You never know. But yeah, when I shut the door, I'm like, oh gosh, that was a bummer. <laughs> I mean, they paid you for it, right? Oh yeah. That's like, like it's just like so funny. Paid. Like, like you, you got, you get paid to do the job and then your work is just never shown. And, but, it, but you know, I don't know there's a piece of me that's like, well, the devastation in that means you're means like you're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't mean that in a way of like, you should f- be hurt that they didn't, but like 
it means that there's there's the emotional impact mm-hmm. for your work. Well, that's and I think I told, that's the passion and the drive. I try to tell you, our identity is not in that video. Yeah, none of it. Like we're not driven. Whether by it does us. well or not, who Whether, cares? Yeah, who cares? We're not even on that side. Yep. That's the marketing team for them. Yeah, and I and I you have to separate yourself. I yep. think creatives to get really into their like, oh, yeah. this is going to be my all, and it's like they're so emotionally attached to it. And then they post it and no one watches it. No one cares. And they get devastated. Yeah. And and that's something to learn. I mean, yeah. that was that video was one of those where I was like, yeah. we have to learn just to not, you know. But we got hired, same label, on another gig mm-hmm. two months later. Yeah. Because they liked how it worked. That's awesome. So So did it really take, matter, right? Like that. I mean, like, yeah, like as a business, it's just such as a, a good business, investment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's so great. You know, if other, you know, as, as you see other creatives, other kids, you know, I know you've worked with a lot of interns here in, in Austin and in San Diego, San Diego, LA, you know, as you see people coming up in their craft, what would, through some of the lessons and even some of the stuff we already talked about, like, what would you just, how would you encourage them in their own stories, in their own, in their own businesses, in their own creative endeavors to keep going or, or to help find their niche. Like what, what kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, advice or, or lessons that do you feel like you could encourage somebody with in that space? I read an article kind of on the whole Disney creative aspect mm-hmm. of storytelling and all that stuff. And it kind of broke it down to three things was create and tell stories, build love for those stories. Mm-hmm. And monetize that love Hmm. because storytelling, um, excels on all sorts of like different levels of where it goes and how you do it. Um, but it doesn't cost more to make someone love your content more. Yeah. So the value of love and like the companies like Disney benefit from enormous like returns Mm -hmm. on that whole marginal infinity of like that whole three things mm-hmm. create, tell stories, build love for those stories and monetize that love. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're after is that mm-hmm. audience that connect, whether it's for a corporate video yeah, or a music video or your own project. Sure. Yeah. And that's more of the focus than the actual yeah. content itself. That's so good. I think there's, yeah, there's ways. I mean, we're 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 learning all that all the time. Yeah, and reminding ourselves. Yeah, like you're not. At, I mean, as much as it's interesting, because as much as there is that, like, monetize that love. In the process, you're not out there for a certain ROI on mm-hmm. what you create, you know, or how much you put in versus how much we get out, right? But but there's that. There's I love like I just love that like you're you're telling really good stories you're helping people love those you're bringing them into that story and then you you can actually make a really good living off of it yeah like like <laughs> a lot can. of a lot of people can make a good living on it yeah. I mean it's not just you and your wife and your kids like there are people employed there are exactly. you, you you know we talked about this a few weeks ago like dude we we budget in you know our whole crew so we can pay them the first day. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just such an amazing thing, not from a business standpoint, but also like people like to get paid right away. Yeah. But if, if money's not the, like, like let's, 
you're making money a non-issue so that we can just stick to the art of storytelling. And, mm-hmm. and, and I would say too, like if I think of like an accountant, if an accountant told better stories to their clients, you would not be thought as a boring accountant anymore. Exactly. I'd want you to be my accountant because mm-hmm. every time we get on the phone, we have a great conversation, yeah. you know, it's relational. And I think too many people miss that in the business world. It's cool that you guys get to do it from a video perspective, a music perspective, a TV show perspective. But I also think it's an encouragement for the companies that you work with and why they keep coming back mm. because they don't get, they don't get that in yeah. their normal day-to-day operations. And it's a gift. It's a real gift that you're allowing the people around you by inviting them into that story. You know, super powerful. That's fun. We, we, and the whole team here has that same passion before yeah. we, we're kind of carrying it down to even our hiring process, mm-hmm. you know, the integrity, their personality yeah. is that interesting to them. Right. Um, the way we operate versus the content we're making. So good. Cause you can teach someone how to edit. You can teach someone how to oh, yeah. and anyone hold can a tell camera. A story. Anyone, anyone can yeah. and tell a story. Yeah. But the way you do it and the process, right. how you do it yeah. is to me is more important. Yeah. And that resonates through it. That's so good. End result. That's so good. You know, as we, as we wrap up here, I want to, I want to, um, provide, I, I, you know, I think this whole conversation is valuable, but, but just to provide people with some, um, just specific insights into the caster world. And, and one of them, just you personally, we talked about this a little bit in mindset, but how, how, how do you feel like the, um, uh, stories that you tell yourself, how, how does that impact the way you run your business and the way you create? Yeah, I would say the order of what I think is priority in my life. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a dad. I'm a I'm a husband, and I actually put my fam my actual family first. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if someone says, "Hey, that video didn't do great. We liked it. It just didn't uh-huh. do well," and it, you're kind of like, "Okay, well, what's more important?" Yeah. Like I still get to go home. Yeah. I'm a dad. Like those things are happening, and That's those are awesome. actually my first priority. That's so good. Besides anything we do here, yeah, you know, and trying to remember that, especially kids, they'll humble you in a second. <laughs> they don't care what I'm doing. They don't care, Dad. Let's go outside and play. <laughs> we bring them on set, and they're like, "Cool, Dad. Can we go? Like, can we play now? This? Yeah, can we?" So it's <laughs> remembering care. that, like, there's another person. Yeah, there's another thing happening in front of me wow. that's as long as they're, I'm there for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that well, mm-hmm. then this whole thing matters. Yeah, and that's just kind of the thing I tell myself or try to remember. Yeah, it's hard because yeah. you get caught up in this quick. Yeah, but you know what? That's first priority. So maybe the next one will get a wow. The video will be great, impactful. Or sure. there's variables. I mean, with creatives and marketing, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother aspect. Yeah. So. We always go, well, maybe we didn't market it right. Or, you know, you just yeah. think those things through. But really what it comes down to is what's priority. Yeah. Wow. And that's kind of where we try to, the whole team thinks that way too, which is a, a blessing here. It's so it's good. All the way down to Dallas. He's always, you know, we're always like, hey, family first. Yeah. So if you got something going on, go take care of it and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll get the, the thing <laughs> done. We'll yeah. Very flexible. I love it what do you feel like is the caster studios 
terrible. I would say this. We started out as cast fan. Yeah. And we believed that we are all cast members and we are all family. Yeah. And then it turned into Caster Studios, which is our last name. Yeah. And from that, I believe our company brings that aspect to it. Right. With integrity. And we're all on the same goals Mm -hmm. to get this content done. So I'm hoping that everyone walks away with the feeling of, you know what? I was just at home. Like it felt like home being there working on something. So good. And that's what I'm hoping comes across. Yeah. And then when they watch the video, they go, I'm actually more connected because (laughs) we were connected. Yeah. Um, Oh, so good. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I wouldn't know exactly if that's, I'd love that. Start asking people that though. Who's worked with us. (laughs) We'll do the, our next podcast with everybody. else. Yeah. We'll get the real thing. You know, it, 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 I get you the angry sound guy. You can interview him. <laughs> sound guys are always angry. Wow. <laughs> there, you know, I, I just love the, the theme of, of that honestly throughout our conversation, but really through it, it just is so true to everything you guys have built. And, and I can, you know, firsthand say that, you know, I don't think we, we'd be friends if it wasn't a, a family, if there wasn't some sort of family aspect, uh, Anytime anyone comes into the studio, yeah, there are kids and toys and um, things going on, and 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 it doesn't feel like, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but it doesn't feel like anyone's working. <laughs> but so much good is happening, so much good relationship, and that's more than just a company. It's more than just another good video. You're build, you're actively building a relationship, and it's it's happening in your company. It's happening in friends. It's happening in the videos. It's hap- It's everywhere, and and it's just so. It's such an amazing heart that you're right. It it is. It was not in the industry 20 years ago, and hopefully it's more so now because of what you guys are doing. Thanks, man. It's so powerful. Yeah, we feel very blessed. Well, how can people stay connected with with the caster story? How can they follow along? What obviously you know. Gus Plus Us hopefully is coming out soon, but how can people stay connected with what you guys are doing? Yeah, Gus Plus Us is coming. The kids show we are in distribution pitching right now. It's crazy. Wrapping up post production on it. Um, we're developing other shows, but basically social media. Yeah. I mean, we're on Instagram, Caster Studios. Awesome. Instagram, we finally put someone in charge <laughs> of our social media, and it's not me because if it's me, I don't post anything. Yeah. Um, that's been a learning curve, Good but job. we have someone in office now running our social media nice. and connecting that way. And then Good. yeah, reaching out. I mean, if someone's inspired or wanting to learn about this business, mm-hmm. we are open to have conversations. Cool. Um, helping people out is, is what we, how we got here. Yeah. And I'm okay with like, that's the best. Amen. So I love it. Well, Nick Caster, thank you so much for, for sharing and building something that people need. We appreciate you having you on. Thanks. Thank you. It was awesome. Another fun one. Hey, what were your top notes on that? I had a blast sitting down with my friend Nick, going through the creative process, going through family, going through business. What were your big takeaways? How do you think you could begin to create and not only create for yourself, but create a legacy for your family in whatever arena of business you are in? Take some notes and take some time this week to journal in that and develop your business process in a creative way. 
Hey guys, I'm Luke Frazier, and we just want to thank you for tuning in today. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to leave us a review and let us know what you thought. Share Nick's story here today on social media. Tag us at Parable Brand. And don't forget that your story was created for impact. So let's begin to build and bridge the gap through your story. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.